The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Hey, hey, Breaking Beauty fam. We are so excited that you've joined us for another brand new episode this week. I'm one of your co-hosts, Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. And I'm Jill Dunn, one of your other co-hosts, of course. And hey to our Breaking Beauty fam. Okay. So for today's episode, who do we have? We have a really fun conversation in store for all of you. The topic of the hour is the most Googled makeup questions answered, and it's with a very special guest, Patrick Starr. So, of course, Patrick Starr is the beloved beauty YouTube guru with tens of millions of fans across his social media platforms. And Patrick began his career as a professional photographer, and then he kind of veered into the makeup world as a self-taught pro, and he eventually earned his stripes working at a Mac counter before launching his massively successful YouTube channel in 2013, where he's featured people like Katy Perry and Naomi Campbell. Patrick's makeup career came full circle when he worked on several Mac collaborations, and in July of 2020, he became a brand owner himself with the launch of One Size Cosmetics. He's doing all of that. And then he also founded a beauty influencer incubator slash agency. He's aiming to help emerging social media talent navigate their careers. I think that is so important as well. Sharing your knowledge, you know? Plus, he's an active member of GLAAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. And that's just one of the LGBTQ-related charities and initiatives that Patrick works with. And of course, we can't forget to mention that Patrick is now officially part of the Beauty Pod fam because he just launched a show with Dear Media and it's called Say Yes to the Guests. And he hosts real talk conversations with guests like Nikita Dragon and Jackie Ina, Patrick Ta, just to name a few. We had such a fun time for today's episode. Lots of LOL moments where Patrick has indulged us as our own personal Google answering the most burning beauty questions on the internet right now, like how to prevent makeup from getting on your mask and what order to apply makeup in and even how to cover up a hickey with makeup, like never had that question before. And of course, we had to ask him what his holy grail skincare products are for glowing skin. So stay tuned to the end for that. And a friendly reminder that every single thing that we discuss on today's show will be linked over on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. Welcome, Patrick Starr. A quick pause to show some love for one of our show partners, Sakara. So I love the idea of plant-based eating, but honestly, I really lack creativity when it comes to meal ideas. And so that's why I think Sakara is 
so epic because it really makes it easy to eat well and create that healthy habit. So Sakara is a wellness company that's rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. And their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with plant-rich ingredients and they're designed to boost your energy and improve your digestion and get your skin glowing from the inside out. I really appreciate the variety of the menus at Saqqara. So they actually have chefs that helped craft them each and every week. So you never get bored. It's not the same stuff over and over again. So right now I'm staring at a photo of the gingerbread protein waffles. That would be a breakfast choice. It looks so, as we say, damn good. And there's also a winter sun salad with roasted carrots and honey Dijon dressing. Like that's exactly what I want for lunch at this time of year. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. And along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. So they have supplement packs called the foundation and they have a metabolism boosting super powder that helps to support gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our Breaking Beauty listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash beauty or enter the code beauty at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash beauty to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash beauty. We'll link to that offer in our show notes. And now back to the show. Patrick, we are so excited to have you as a guest on Breaking Beauty Podcast and a warm official welcome to the pod fam with your new show, Say Yes to the Guest. Thank you so much. I'm excited. This is so new. I'm still glam, even though it's a podcast, because <laughs> I can't not be Patrick Starr without the whole beat face. So for those of listening, course. I'm cake to the nines, lashes, contacts, <laughs> overline lips, full coverage foundation. We'd expect nothing less. Thank you so much for for bringing it on a Monday. I love it. (laughs) For anyone who hasn't heard your podcast, tell us what it's about. Yeah, my podcast is called Say Yes to the Guest. And uh, Y-A-S, Yes to the Guest, stands for You Are Successful. And let's hear about it. Let's break it down. Let's inspire people. Because I feel like in terms of how people have blown up through social media, there's not one specific route to getting that decree of success. It's not like you go to university and get your diploma and you start working. There's always something ever-changing in our industry in terms of living in this beauty ecosystem that happens to have digital as a part of it. And so I want to interview my friends, my peers, like Patrick Todd, Nikita Dragon, Manny MUA, Jackie Aina, and many, many more to come, like Jen Atkin, Charlotte Tilbury, just to see what it, what it took for them to obtain this uh, mindset of entrepreneurship and how to leverage that to become a a multi-million dollar business in that regard. And hopefully our conversations can spark inspiration for viewers and listeners to, to start their own journey and start writing their own blueprint to their own success that's to come. So that's what my podcast is all about. I was listening to the one this morning with Patrick Ta, and I think for anyone who hasn't checked out your show yet, what will probably strike them right away is just like, you are friends with these people. So it's so, you know, casual and they let their guard down. And like with Patrick Ta, like I've actually worked with him before once on a Shay Mitchell cover. He talked about that on your show. I don't know. Maybe that was a different Shay Mitchell cover. I know he works with her a lot, but he is so kind of quiet and I didn't really get to know him that well. And then listening to your show, I was like, oh my God, I learned so much about his background and like, 
You guys are just so sweet as friends. I loved it. It's really cool because I'm able to understand their experience as an entrepreneur behind and in front of the camera and what it takes. And I think that experience that they know of me allows them to open up a little bit more. Patrick and Patrick Ty and I, um, we bumped into each other, you know, pre-pandemic exercising at the stairs in Los Angeles. And it was like, hey, what's up? I have a long time no see. And then we hit it off. And then he was like, oh, you have a brand. I have a brand. And we just picked up from there. But most importantly, it's, it's great to to see all of my guests become vulnerable to an extent so people can learn that we are more like than different. And that's important to me. We're going to talk to you about the most burning Googled makeup questions of late because you you are a total makeup guru yourself. You pretty much came up on the internet. So we trust you more than we trust Google. So here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one is this, and it's very timely, Patrick. So we want to know, and the internet wants to know, how to wear makeup with a mask, presumably so you don't ruin your makeup. So funny. I saw this on TikTok. Uh, You take a, a stronghold setting spray, spray the inside of your mask and your face. And I believe that preparing your face and prepping it and priming it is so important. And it's so funny that, you know, I launched my my primer. It's it's coming. It's about to launch Secure the Blur Makeup Magnet Primer because I was developing that pre-COVID. But having a good primer strategy and setting spray strategy, so priming, setting that, and then going about your foundation, whether that's powder or liquid cream, will bulletproof your makeup, especially for when it comes to wearing masks. The next question is, how to apply makeup in what order? So what feature do you do first and second and third and why? Mm -hmm. Well, I have two different faces. One that's more of like a daytime and one that's more glam. But my glam one, I'll start with my eyes first just because I get so much fallout. And then, you know, kind of like lets my primer settle in. So I'll do my primer first, allow that to do its magic and settle in. And then I'll go about my eyes or I'll put my eye patches on, my Secure the Blur Under Eye Patches. Super hydrating, also primes, I believe, in like skin prep. So as everything is melting into the skin, I'll just do my eyes and then I'll do my lashes and then I'll go ahead and do whatever foundation I like, whether it's full coverage, medium or light coverage, and then concealer. And then I like to go in and, and bake that all with my ultimate setting powder by one size and that literally secures my makeup until 2022, pretty much, you know? And so <laughs> I'll do that and then I'll bronze and contour, blush, and I'll finish it off with a lip depending on the day. So that's like my my preferred order. Do you think that's the most efficient way of doing it? Like just the like time-saving wise? To get more granular in, in the steps, I'll actually do my liner and my lashes and, and my brows first. And then everything will just fall into place because that's the most like tedious, time-consuming part of my glamour. So when I'm like rushing to do an Instagram live or jump into a meeting, I'll just line, lashes, brows, and then I'll just dust on some powder foundation or and a little bit of concealer. And it kind of evens my skin tone and a little bit of lip tinted lip balm. And I'm I'm good to go. And I feel like another perennial Google trending search is how to apply false lashes. And a lot of people do this like five minutes before they're about to leave to go somewhere. So what are your tips and tricks so you don't feel rushed and you actually nail it the first time? There's a little bit of extra like 
steps that I like to do. So when it comes to whenever I'm ready to put on my lashes, I like to actually curl my eyelashes with a curler before I put it on. So I'll take it along the band, pinch it so it's already up and not like sitting on and weighing my real eyelashes down. So it's kind of like already like underwire pushed up effect. <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and apply a little bit of duo um, not underneath, but kind of on the top of the lash. And then what I'll do is I'll put the glue and I'll set it down. And then I'll do one step as the glue is getting tacky. So for me, whenever I complete my eyes and my liner, I'll go ahead, put on the lash glue, and then I'll quickly bronze. So by the time I'm done bronzing my face, it already, it's been like 30 seconds to a minute. And then by the time the lashes, the lashes almost pretty much tacky slash dry and I'll pop it on and it's literally like a magnet, like Velcro, it just pops on and I'll look down into a mirror. I'll kind of put the mirror, like a table, like perpendicular to my face underneath my chin and I'll take tweezers and then I'll go ahead and I'll put it on the middle first, plop it in the middle and, and pop in the outer corner and inner corner. And uh, having that relaxed lid really helps without straining the eye uh, and the blinking. That way you're, you have a focus point looking down into a mirror. What are your favorite lashes while we have you? I have my dramatic drag eyelashes by one size. I wanted to do this for the, the LGBTQ community because I remember shopping, you know, in different stores and I was like, there's nothing for the drag queen. So I wanted <laughs> to do that for my community. Um they're called Come Through, which is what I'm wearing now, which is like a more soft, dramatic eye. And then I've arrived, which are my tarantula, gigantic, full-on faux lashes. My brand is vegan and cruelty-free. But other lashes that I love to shout out are House of Lashes. My friend Patrick Todd did my makeup recently, and he used his collaboration with House of Lashes. I love a good Ardell Wispy for just on the go. And just any indie brands, like influencer brands that have lash brands, like La Vie Lashes, Soul Lashes, Batty B Lashes. And these are all my friends that I love to support. And they also have synthetic and also 3D Ming as well. Love, love that. I love all those tips. I can't wait. I can't wait to have somewhere to wear false lashes again. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> a quick pause to fill you in on new skincare innovation from Starvectin, one of our show partners. So I am a chronic over cleanser, guilty as charged. I need skin SOS. And honestly, it is a goal of mine in 2021 to repair my skin sins and get my barrier back in balance. So I've actually been trying the Strivectin Wrinkle Recode Moisture Rich Barrier Cream. And what's interesting about this formula is that it's powered by two different barrier boosting technologies. So first up, they have their clinically proven patented form of niacin, which is called Nia 114. It's their proprietary form of niacin and vitamin or vitamin B3, as it's also known. Secondly, they have carefully calibrated one-to-one-to-one biomimetic lipid ratio. So complex scientific sounding name, but really what it means is that they have ceramides, plant-derived cholesterol, and fatty acids in equal molecular weight. So this helps to restore the skin's own lipid content and deeply replenish and strengthen the skin's barrier. So the cream is really nourishing, proven to visibly diminish fine lines, deep wrinkles and redness, improve firmness, elasticity, and radiance. And if you check out the before and afters, 
pictures on their website. This is what really sold me. They have those pictures that have the slider, you know, where you can slide from before to after. And truly my mind was blown. And I can say for myself, I definitely notice after using this for a few weeks that my redness is reduced. Strivectin has a special offer right now. If you head to strivectin.com, that's S-T-R-I-V-E-C-T-I-N.com and sign up for their newsletter, new email subscribers will receive 15% off their first order. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our blog. Now back to the podcast. Okay. So here's another one people are Googling, how to make makeup not look cakey. So what are some of your application tips for this? Yeah. To not look cakey. I think it's finding the right balance of liquids, cream, skincare, all the wet stuff to the dry stuff. You know, it's almost like cooking. You kind of have to find that perfect ratio that works for you and your skin. So the, the wet stuff, could include your setting spray, your primer, your liquid, your concealer, and how how much dry ingredients, <laughs> ingredients like baking powder, setting powder, foundation powder you use and how you use it. So I think that's first because uh, everyone is case by case. But for me, I use more liquid than powder to find that balance that doesn't look cakey because powder, almost like batter, like cake batter, that's what happens when you put too much powder or too much liquid and they start interacting in a way that cakes up on your skin. So I think, first of all, identifying your type of skin type really helps more porous, more dry or more oily. As a general rule of thumb, I always recommend spraying between steps too. Because sometimes if you prefer more coverage or more of that full glamorous look, I think spraying between your baking powder and your setting powder and your bronzer allows that. Because if you think about setting your face and then you put in a powder bronzer and then a blush and then a powder highlighter, it just becomes like a lot of powder. I think spraying in between those steps really helps get that nice glow because everything just starts to melt together each time you spray. And to clarify, you mean like a setting spray in between? Like a setting spray, of course. Not the makeup removing spray. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) not the Evian either. Not the Evian spray. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right, Jill, what's our next question? So it's all about the SPF touch up because you're going to put so much work into getting your makeup looking on point. But, you know, we're good little beauty editors over here, Patrick. And we know you have to put SPF throughout the day to make sure you don't look like a wrinkled prune when you get older. So the exact question that people are Googling is how to reapply sunscreen over makeup. What's your trick? Sprays. I think just because I've been so lazy and like, I don't want to ruin like my, my, cake face glam. There's one by Pixie that has SPF, Neutrogena that has SPF. And I feel like just adding like an even coat on top that's hands-free and the right amount of spray, I think is good. And also if you are planning to go somewhere, do a flash test in case any of the ingredients flash back. But for me, I haven't had any issues with that white cast that reflects back. So uh, there are so many different sprays on the market. They are very hard to make. So I trust anyone because there's a certain degree of getting SPF clearance that I've learned recently, having my own brand. So go for these brands that have the claims of SPF and sun protection and doing that in a spray form. And I always have one, a spray for anybody at home, have it right by your car keys. So before you're out the door, you just know to quickly spray as you're on the way out. I think that's really, really um, a fun tip. 
Okay. So the next two questions are related, but they're often Googled. So the first one is how to dry your makeup brushes fast. Second one is very, I think, timely for COVID. The second one is how to sanitize your makeup brushes. Oh my God. I have been using this product for years. It's the Cinema Secrets Brush Cleanser. For makeup artists between clients, disinfecting the brushes is really important. The Cinema Secrets, it comes in like a blue. It smells very strong, but it finishes with like a sense of vanilla. And it's 99.99% antimicrobial as a disinfectant. And it's a fast, quick dry. So uh, you could spray it on or you can uh, swirl your brush in it it into a little towel and your brush will become so freaking clean and dry so fast just in a minute. If I have a little bit more time, you know, you really want to get into your brushes. I do this once a week with my foundation brushes because I wear so much liquid and cream. I'll take um, dish soap. I like the gentle um, one by Palmolive. It has like a teal and I'll go in and go really into my brushes and swirl it in my hand or on a makeup brush mat and really scrub the makeup out. And then I'll let them dry overnight and then do a little spritz of uh, the disinfectant over that to to clean um, as thorough as I can. We're still not there with drying them quickly, right? Like they still have to be dried overnight. I've taken a blow dryer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. That's what I want to hear. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I have taken taken a blow dryer before, um, especially with my body makeup. But when you're blow drying the brush, blow it in the way of the direction that the hairs are facing. That way you don't deter, like disrupt the shape that the brush was meant to be. Because sometimes I've like blow dried my brush and it just becomes like a little butthole of like nothing. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like the brush was not, didn't come like that. So I find that if I blow it against the hair, it kind of like allows for that beautiful finish as well. Right. We're not trying to give the brush a blowout here, guys. We're just trying to simply dry the bristles, go in the direction that, you know, came in and you'll be good to go. Okay. I'm not the only one. I have done that too, Patrick. So I'm glad to know it also (laughs) suits you. So let's say you have an oh shit moment. So people want to know how to get makeup off of a white shirt and how to get makeup out of a carpet. I've been there. I've been (laughs) there. I will actually take a makeup remover that's not oil-based on the shirt. So it doesn't spread. So I've taken, I believe, like those eye makeup removers that are water-based and I'll remove it. Uh, maybe like Bioderma would be a great one to remove on the shirt. On the carpet, it's like go off. I am guilty. I just cleaned my mirror, my go off. I literally sprayed it and it was like super clean. But I'll do that, that the same thing with a carpet and it'll just be super, super HD or clear. But on the carpet, for sure, especially if it's liquid or cream or concealer drops or powder. What I hate is those little lip liner, little nubs that decide to just fall whenever I'm lining my lips. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. It's this little nubs that fall out of the sharpener or out of the lip and it breaks in the middle. And I happen to be dragged. Next thing you know, the whole hotel is like skid marks of just <laughs> lip liner. And it's like the worst thing ever. So, Yeah. The biggest lie that I tell myself is that I'm going to clean the sharpener as I go. And then I just end up with a whole bunch of like shards and shavings in the thing. And then inevitably that explodes and then it's just a disaster. So I'm grateful for these tips. Yes. So (laughs) true. And don't ever try to get it out with your finger on the the sharpener because I've done that as well. Oh, wow. Oh, the nail. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) So this one is for the ages. And truly, I wish I had Google as a teenager. And this question is how to cover up a hickey with makeup. I wish I I had a hickey before. I I still have, I'm 31 and have yet to get one. Um, Well, when I would cover it up for my girlfriends, definitely a a cream concealer is the most coverage. A cream that it's a little bit more, has a little bit more density than a liquid. Because sometimes the the liquid can break down over time. Like I prefer liquids like underneath the eyes because it's such a thin skin area. And on the face, if you want a little bit more of that, like light liquid sheer coverage, but I think like a cream or something full coverage liquid and waterproof, because there's more density in the waterproof liquid concealers. First of all, color correcting it, blending it out, setting that with a loose setting powder could be the ultimate setting powder by one size. And then putting on concealer and blending it out and make sure you feather the edges. Uh, And I would blend it out with a sponge, like a beauty blender or your fingertips. And then taking a powder puff and stamping that in and then dusting it with a little bit of a skin tone powder on top and then spraying it so it gives it that skin-like finish, more of a refreshing, dewy setting spray so it, it adds a little bit of life back. It's so interesting you talked about powder puffs. I feel like those are making a comeback, sort of. I've seen them all over TikTok and Instagram, but I feel like I get too much product on it when I go to like set my makeup with it. I will give credit to Makeup by Ariel, Kylie Jenner's makeup artist, and Patrick Ta even did that, did this technique with me. So instead of going direct into your powder um, onto the face, which is what I've been doing for years, you actually take the powder and then put it in the palm of your hand so it evenly distributes and then put it on your face because then the pickup from the container in there, it's a little bit uneven in terms of distribution. So by taking it and patting it around the palm of your hand allows the powder to evenly distribute before you apply it on your face. Kind of like a dust off. You don't want to dust it off and then apply it. But the goal is to get an even coverage on the puff before applying it on your face. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Sports Research. So collagen powders, what the heck do they do? Here's how I see it. Like all supplements, collagen helps support your body holistically. It's not just a straight shot to your skin. And that's great. I love that. So the one I'm using is Sports Research Collagen Beauty Complex, and that's designed to help support the health of skin, hair, nails, and the body's connective tissues. And that's important because as I'm getting older, my body is naturally producing less collagen now. So, you know, the first signs of aging are starting to happen. The creaks and the cracks are settling in, let's just say. So the reason they call it the Collagen Beauty Complex is because it contains those all-important marine collagen peptides, but it also has other ingredients like biotin that helps to strengthen hair, skin, and nails, hyaluronic acid, we know that's great for glowing skin, and vitamin C, which helps to support your immunity. Plus, Sports Research Collagen Beauty Complex Powder is non-GMO verified and third-party certified. You can even track your lot, meaning you can always trace it back to the source. So how's the taste? Well, it's offered in a variety of flavors, including unflavored, if that's your jam. My personal favorite is the watermelon yuzu. You can add it to like a mocktail, a smoothie. I like to add mine to water. You know, I'm lazy slash busy. But for me, it's great at three o'clock when I get that slump and my body's craving something sugary. Instead, I kick back with my watermelon yuzu on ice and I'm back. 
I'm feeling rejuvenated. Personally, I like that it's sweet, but not too, too sweet. And we have a special offer for our listeners. If you go to sportsresearch.com and use the code beauty at checkout, right now you'll get 30% off site-wide. It's the perfect time to sample the entire collagen beauty complex lineup. That's 30% off site-wide at sportsresearch.com slash beauty with code beauty at checkout. We'll link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes. And now back to Patrick. Now this question, people are going to think we snuck it in here, but we actually didn't. This is a real Google question. How to make your own makeup line. (laughs) This is perfect for you. You're the perfect person to answer this. (laughs) First of all, have you ever Googled this? (laughs) <laughs> I oh my gosh I think I was so lucky enough to have friends that have started their their makeup brands they were pretty much my google but for anyone listening have a story have um an identity and have a great business plan I think that's something and those three things will help you define what your brand is to be because sometimes when we digest so much from social media your brand could end up looking like somebody else's brand if you don't really do the, the the soul searching. So I feel like soul searching is really important when it comes to, to your, to finding what your brand really is and having a great plan. And also I talked about this yesterday, when it comes to coming out with product, don't just think about your product in terms of launch by launch, look at your brand as if it was two years. So you can see how one launch affects the next and how you can tell a beautiful story. I think with my collaborations in the past, I've looked at everything launch by launch. But I think in totality with One Size Beauty, I'm already two, three years out. So I can see how I want to build this business and this story that makes sense to my consumers. It's not it's not fully cemented, but it's a nice uh, way to look at it from a bird's eye point of view. Almost like storyboarding. Like you said, you know, like we would do that and when we were creating like shoot photo shoots and that. Oh, I would imagine for like magazines, you have like 12 months already on the calendar already planned. So it's oh, the yeah. That idea. Yeah, exactly. I have to tell you that I'm a big fan of your liquid eyeliner, by the way. I've only used it a few times, but I have hooded eyelids. They're asymmetrical and it's and they're oily as well. So, you know, you always want what you don't have. So I'm always trying to do a cat eye and that has not transferred on me. And that's like, that doesn't happen with my eyelids. And I used the setting powder on top. I did do that. Oh, cool. But I think it was the liquid eyeliner. Anyway, I was very impressed. Oh, point made. That's why I needed point made. So when you like raved about it, point made, point made. So that's, it's called, it's called point made. Um, Yeah, I love that. I love it. And it's so waterproof. I always get teary on my inner corners, let's say I had a, a long work day the day before, you know how you have those days where your eyes are a little bit leaky, especially in the inner corner or the outer corner. Like my eyes do water, but I've noticed the liner doesn't bleed into my eyeshadow or bleed into the concealer, which is great because the last thing I want is a black, you know, feathered effect from the ink. And so nailing down that formula that that was tested to be 24 hour wear and ultra black and transfer resistant was so important to me. Point made. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. So we want to talk a little bit about skin. Carlene did some digging and she said that Pinterest reported that searches for glowing skin 
how to get naturally (laughs) were four times higher during the last little bit. So we know you're a makeup pro, obviously, but I feel like every makeup artist, it always starts with the skin, right? So do you have any tips about that glowing skin, kind of making yourself look like it's coming from the inside out? Mm -hmm. Literally, I have been using serums. If you want that glowing skin, the night before is always the best. I've been shooting a lot of like one size campaigns and doing photo shoots at home from home and virtually drinking lots of water, massaging a beautiful uh, chemical exfoliant that has AHAs, PHAs on the skin has, has been a game changer for me. And then in the morning, just taking a very beautiful moisturizer um, of your choice and massaging that into the skin. I like to massage around my jaw. I'll make a fist like I'm about to box because I've been taking boxing at home and, and YouTube. And I'll just push my fist and my knuckles up into my jaw and really work it in. What that does, it relaxes your face and it preps your skin and I'll make little knuckles um, with my index finger and under my eyes, I'll just massage the eye cream under my eye. And then I'll do the same thing, make a fist with both hands and massage it um, from the center of my forehead and work my way all the way down around the face and then go all the way back up and then just patting your face. I think that's um, a beautiful warm-up slash exercise for, for, your, for your makeup or, or without makeup. And I think your skin feels rejuvenated, awake, taking your ring finger with the eye cream. Um, I think you, it's, it's almost like just massaging your baby. You got to take care of, you got to take care of your skin. You, only, you, you can't buy another one. Like you can't. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> What's the PHA, BHA product you're using and serum and that. Yeah, there's different kinds. Um, The one that I have been a, such a huge fan of is the Ole Henriksen Glow to O Toner. That one's great. Uh, AHAs and um, it comes with the Goodnight Glow. I also love Hyaluronic Acid the night before. Sometimes I'll alternate with my PHAs, AHAs. They also have the new exfoliating toner too with lemon in it for brightening the skin. But I think being a man in makeup, my anatomy of my skin is is male. So I have very poor skin. I do have facial hair that comes through and I can handle a lot of makeup because my skin is so porous and it eats it up. So for any women that have similarities in terms of like hormones that, that do have that, I think having a little bit of that extra care because you're more prone to being porous or textured, chemical exfoliants, I think, is something so new to consumers, but it's the amount of understanding that it takes. So AHAs are a combination of lactic and glycolic, and those two create that chemical exfoliant. So you can't really feel it, but the chemicals, uh, it's a very, very light way of just uh, having uh, cell turnover on your skin. But I only learned that from asking doctors, professionals, doing lots of YouTube. And so I'm happy to share the world of chemical exfoliators with the world too. They are your BFFs when you're in front of like a 4K camera, you know? Oh, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, these, sometimes I look at when I'm filming my YouTube videos and I'm like, dang, what happened? And then I step into the away from the camera into like my restroom here in my studio. And I'm like, I don't look that bad. It's just that this lighting is so not forgiving for today. (laughs) And it's so funny when I meet fans. I remember I was meeting a fan um, at a grocery store with my mask on. And she goes, are you Patrick Starr? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, can you tell? Like, it's, (laughs) it's just so funny. They're like, wow, you look so beautiful in person and your skin. And I'm like, 
dang, if only the camera did the same, had the same effect. But it's just funny. Were you wearing those lashes in the grocery store? No, I had no makeup on. Um, I think I think the turban gave it away or the eyes. And I think sometimes my voice, if I'm like calling my brother, um, Peter, it's like, it's very Peter, Peter. And they're like, Patrick. And it's just like, (laughs) y'all really clocked me by the cereal here. (laughs) Okay. So also on Pinterest searches for some eyebrow trends have been more popular than ever, like goth eyebrows, ombre powder brows, bleached eyebrows and colorful eyebrows. Some of these, I don't even know what they are. Do you know what a goth eyebrow is? Goth eyebrows, they're they're much shorter. They kind of give this like devil effect, like very big and rounded and it's straight and it's pointy. So the eyebrows, the goth eyebrow trend kind of like ends at where your arch would be. It kind of gives you that okay. cartoonish, anime, angry, fierce look. I mean, I, I've seen it in drag. So that's, I guess, the terminology for that brow. It's very short and it's very straight and it comes to a point at the end, which I think is so fun, so cool. I actually did that type of eyebrow, a goth eyebrow, for when I did my promotion with House Labs with Lady Gaga. And so she jumped on Zoom with all of us and I wanted to give a different kind of effect. So I glued my brows down and gave that straight, fierce editorial look just for to change it up for fun. Sounds like you've been you've been into TikTok these days as well. What's like slapping with the kids? What's the next fox eye or soap brow? I think crazy just transformation, seeing your before and your after. I think it's just a very staple book trend. I think people have seen that. I just posted a TikTok right before I jumped on on, on this makeup look and a reel on my Instagram as well. I think that the, the trend is literally makeovers, whether that's a room makeover, an outfit makeover, a makeup makeover, a give back makeover. I think makeovers are going to be a trend that never die. People love the element of seeing befores and afters. And we're seeing that with with every genre of a makeover. But for me, that's what I've been doing for so many years, our makeovers and transformation. There's someone that I have never shouted out before, ever. And I have, it'll be my first time mentioning his name, but he's called The Makeover Guy on YouTube. He has gone viral. He's just a very fabulous gentleman. He plays the piano. And these women, 50, 60, 70 years old, fly from Canada, Latin America, all over the US just to go to him for that very transformative movies moment and he'll play piano he'll get the reaction the videos are only two or two or three minutes at the most and it's such a beautiful thing to see him transform these women that have felt lost and out of touch i hope to meet him one day he's he doesn't he doesn't know that i know him but he's called the makeover guy and i think it would be great and fabulous to see for you guys to check out his his work on youtube and on facebook the makeover guy is so amazing Love, love that. I'll be Googling that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think our final question. So what makeup trend do you think needs to die in 2020? Or which mantra are you saying yes to in 2021? A trend that needs to die? Oh my gosh. I feel like all the gimmicky stuff that for for clickbait or for clout, like I'm so happy the blending with the blank what is over because that like, was so gimmicky. Like I even did it when I was on America's Next Top Model, like blending with a condom, blending with an egg, blending with a this, with a that. It's like, 
don't disrespect Rayanne Silva with the beauty blender business. Like <laughs> it was just so funny, but um, I feel like that, but mantras that I'm saying yes to life opens up when you do. I've been saying that for years. Life opens up when you do. Owning it is, is something that's very new to me. Owning it, having the confidence to be who you are. Cause sometimes we take for granted our experience and what we've lived. And so I think for anyone listening, I think it's important. Own who you are because life opens up when you do. And those two things are just just things that I have taken throughout my career thus far. And, I, and I'm hoping to, to continue to take with me as I build my brand, as I build my experience, my success with the amazing people around me. Those are my two. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Wednesday.